I think everybody needs to hear this um, because it's going to affect everybody in the room, no matter what stage you're in. Uh, and some are still deciding whether or not to give their life to Christ or not. And so uh, we're going to hopefully answer a lot of questions today and uh, maybe raise some as well, but then uh, move you to a decision about where you are in your relationship with Jesus Christ. I want you to make sure that you are taking advantage of all of the opportunities to come and worship with us and serve uh, with us as well. Uh, we've got a, a loaded calendar for uh, December coming up, so make sure you're keeping in tap with us through our band app. We're also working on a new church app that you'll get on your phone, and um, that's going to be great because it's going to enable us to uh, speak to you instantly over your uh, apps and, and your phone and so, interfaces and so forth. And also, uh, you'll be able to get everything related to Kingdom Church through that app. So we're excited about all of that. All right? Are y'all ready to get in the Word? I know y'all know this. Like, whoa, it's early. We you might get out early. Somebody stretch your hands toward pastor. Say, Lord, Lord, just bless us. Bless us today. And get out a little early. So we are moving, trying to move some things around and 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 reschedule things so so that so that we can be more efficient as a church. How many of y'all like that? Yeah. Amen. Amen. I think everybody does. Sometimes you go to Chick-fil-A, they got a you know a fourth fourth row or something, you know. It's trying to get you through a little faster and more efficient. Amen. How many of y'all know we will never sacrifice uh, the move of God and the anointing of God and all that stuff? How many of y'all know what I'm talking about? Amen. Amen. And God started moving and calling stuff out and getting folk healed and all kind of stuff. We always got time for that. Somebody say amen. amen. But sometimes, you know, we come, we worship the Lord, and, uh, you know, we get the word. Amen. amen. And sometimes that's good enough. Somebody say amen. 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 So we're not the weird, uh, spooky church. Amen. We don't have to have something, you know, somebody doing cartwheels every Sunday. But you might come here on Sunday and somebody's doing cartwheels. I don't know. <laughs> you, never, you never know. Amen. Sometimes you might come and the dead get raised and, you know, the blind receive their sight and ears open up. These are all the things that have happened uh, in, our, in our services in either our kingdom church, our kingdom church in Charlotte. Somebody say amen. 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 And so, and then when there's no major move of God, you know what we can still do? We can still get in the Word, can't we? Amen. And we can still learn and we can still grow. What'd you come here today for? Yeah. Amen. Amen. And I came to learn something too. And, uh, and also the teacher. So we are ready. Are y'all ready? Now, I just want to know. I just want to know. I, I, you know, I need feedback. I do. I ask my, my kids, my, my wife all the time. So the Salvation Series, has it helped? Have you learned something? Let me see your hand. Okay. It's helping. Okay. Praise God. All right. Good, 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 good. I'm, I'm glad it's helping some people. And, uh, and most majority of you guys in here, raise your hand that it's helping, that you have learned something. Amen. And some of y'all might already know this. It might be reviewed. That's good, too. Who say, I've, I've, I'm, I'm, this is a good review for me? Let me see your hand. It's a good review. Good review. All right. So now, this morning, you may learn something. All right? So, so don't, don't ever think you might not learn, because you might learn something today. Are you ready to learn? I guarantee you, if you listen, you're going to learn something today. Is that all right? So let's go back there. Did I already pray for the message? I think I did. Father God, we thank you, Lord, right now that, um, that your word is anointed already. And I thank you. As the song just sung, Lord, you've been so good. I don't know about anybody else. To me, 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 me. Lord, we come to you humbly, Lord. We ask you, Lord, to think through my mind, speak through my lips, Lord. I, I thank you, Lord, that this message, this word, this lesson will go forth unchecked, unhindered by any spirit, demonic or human. Sometimes humans resist the word. But, Lord, it, it's still going to go forth. 
because no weapon formed against this message will prosper. And every time it rises against us, we condemn it in the name of Jesus. And so, Father, we thank you, Lord. We thank you, Father, that this word goes forth. And that, Father, we put on the whole armor of God, the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, the girdle of truth, the shoes of the gospel of peace, the shield of faith, and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Father, for the nine gifts of the spirit, Lord. We thank you for signs, wonders, and miracles. We thank you, Father, that you're moving. Oh, God, that you're moving on our behalf. We thank you that you're moving in, the, in our midst in the name of Jesus. And no weapon, no weapon, no weapon, no weapon formed against not only me, but our members shall prosper in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you, Lord, for, for the anointing, God. It's men that need the anointing. And, Father, we thank you for the power and the clarity of your word in this moment. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. There are four messages you should hear at a church. It's not your church. If you're visiting, you're still looking for a church. Find your church that would preach these four messages. Scripture is very clear on what you should hear when you go to church. I tell you, I do. <laughs> I try. I like to stay up on what's going on. And so sometimes I turn on to listen to the popular preaching on television or the popular preaching on the radio or who's who or whatever. And I'm be honest, sometimes I sit there and be like, what in the world are they talking about? And it's because I've studied the word for a long time and they're saying something, but I wonder what's the end of what they're saying? What are they trying to say? What, where, where, where are they going with the message? So there are four messages you should hear, and you should write this down if you don't know this. It's in um, 1 Corinthians 4, 14, 16, and it says, Now, brethren, if I come to you speaking with tongues, shall it profit you except I shall speak to you either by revelation, by knowledge, by prophesying, or by doctrine. And y'all, we have been dealing with, for almost the whole summer, the doctrine of salvation. It is my most favorite thing to talk about, preach about over the years, other than end times. I love end times. But y'all, four messages, four things that should be being preached. And a lot of times when I turn on the television, YouTube, they're not preaching any of this. Not, 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 not revelation, not knowledge, not prophesy, not doctrine. A lot of it's pop psychology, and a lot of it, especially the black experience, stems around you being the victim and everybody hating on you and tell your haters this because your haters don't understand that. And it's all, you, you always got the haters. You're never the hater. You always got the haters. It's always people against you. They don't understand you. God got to move people out your life because, you know, they don't understand your destiny, all that stuff. But, y'all, when you come to church, you should hear a revelation message, a knowledge message, a prophecy, doctrine, and salvation is a doctrinal message, all right? And one of the reasons why you've got, we've got to preach this, especially at this time, and this is a very serious time, is because 1 Timothy 4 and 1 says, now the Spirit speaks specifically that in the last times, everybody say, we're in the last times right now. These are the times Paul talked about. That in the last times, what's going to happen? Some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. And y'all, I'm telling you, it's happening. I'm telling you, it's in the air. I'm telling you, there are people at our church, we, we just pray for some people in the back. There are people who are struggling, even right now, about what they believe and all that kind of stuff. And I'm going to tell you, three months ago, my wife is a witness, and Dr. Rogers, there's a man that just died, a very big bishop. He was in, in the body of Christ at one time. And three months ago, I told my wife, I said, that man is getting ready to die. He's not going to make it out of this year. Did I tell you that? 
And he was the key, especially in the black experience, to people beginning to depart from the faith and give heed to seducing spirits. Now, I'm going to tell you that in the next weeks, we're going to do a total expose on this. I'm giving, I'm, I'm just being respectful. Amen. Think it's a funeral coming up and stuff like that. Yeah. But you got to be careful, especially when fivefold apostles, people like us, when we see down the road, did I say it or not? Who, who else know? Did you hear about it? Yeah. I told him, I said, not going to make it out. And it's because one of the things that he was doing was causing people to depart from the faith. And it was getting stronger and stronger. Grammy Award gospel artist sat in my kitchen this year talking about how he was getting ready to line back with that. And I told him, I said, don't do it. So you need to be in a church that's preaching what? D word. Doctrine. And y'all, I love preaching all kind of stuff. I love preaching, you know, revelation. I love preaching just knowledge messages. I love preaching all those kind of prophetic messages. I love end times. But y'all, I love doctrinal messages and they're not as exciting. People don't jump up and run around when you're preaching these messages. Amen? They don't. Because doctrinal messages are like the steamed asparagus of your meal. You know what I'm talking about? It's like eating raw broccoli. Anybody ever get excited about eating raw broccoli? Just bring me some more of that raw broccoli. Cherish you weird. She's, she's the only one. She's excited. Always skinny people. Skinny people get on my nerves. Always eating healthy and running. Let's go run. You ever meet the people? Hey, what do you want to do? Let's go run. I'm like, I want to run? Not for fun? Amen. But, but, but doctrine is like uh, raw baby carrots. You know? And, 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 and I try to put some, some ranch on it. Amen. I, I, try to, I try to make it taste a little better for you. But y'all, you need to hear these truths. Somebody say amen. amen. All right. So let's recap. And I was thinking about uh, Alex. I really was. You know how to do this. But I was thinking about hiring some of them sketch art. You know how they sketch those little pictures while you're talking. And I, 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 we might do that. Um, but, but here's the recap. Number one, because of original sin. Did anybody ever hear about original sin? If you don't know what it is, go back and listen to the first message. Because of original sin... Right? Man was shaping in iniquity. And in sin, my mother did conceive me. That's what David said. Psalms 51 and 5. Everybody say, we didn't have a choice. Sin was here when we got here. And we were born in sin, shaping in iniquity, all that kind of stuff. Man could not earn his own way back. God gave us the Ten Commandments. Nobody could keep the Ten Commandments. Right? Nobody could earn God's favor. Nobody could earn uh, forgiveness, any of that. So man could not earn his way back because of original sin. So Jesus died and offered his blood for our sin, rose from the dead, offered us salvation as a free gift. Romans 6.23 says, for the wages of sin is what? Death. But the gift of God is what? Eternal life. Jesus told us that uh, only a few would be saved. Most people are not going to be saved. They asked him in Luke 13, 23 to 24. Then said one unto them, Lord, are there few saved? He said unto them, strive to enter at the straight gate. For many I say unto you, will seek to enter in. They shall not be able. Matthew 7, 13 through 14. Enter ye in at the straight gate. For wide is the gate, broad is the way that leads to destruction. And many, everybody say many. Most people, most people will go in that way because straight is the gate and narrow is the way which leads to life and there will be few that find it. Everybody say few. That's what Jesus said. He said most people are going to be lost. He said few people are going to find salvation even though I offer it as a free 
gift. Somebody say amen. Romans 10, 9 says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, if you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. Ephesians 2 and 8 says, for by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourself. It is a gift of God. Salvation, the same words, redeemed, born again, regenerated, rescued, set free, justified, converted, renewed, washed clean, Granted eternal life, transformed, reconciled, made a new creature. That's what salvation is. When you die, you go to heaven. But you get an abundant life on earth. John 10, 10 says, the thief coming not but for to steal, kill, and destroy. I came that you might go to heaven. No, I came that you might have life. That's included. The heaven is included in eternal life. But I came that you might have life here on earth and that you might have it more abundantly. You ought to shout about that. Somebody said. All right. So then we talked about last week, can you lose it? But before we can answer that question, do you really have it in the first place? Salvation, being born again, is an event. It is an experience. It's a one-time, one-moment event. You ought to be able to point to a year, to a month, to a day when you got born again. Old Quartets, I forget who it was, it might have been the Mighty Class Joyce, somebody said, but they had a song, they said, and they said, Days of the Week, on a Monday, on a Monday, I put, got rid of my heavy load, then they went to Tuesday, they went through all day, they said, whatever your day is, stand up. There ought to be a point in which you remember, I gave my life to Jesus Christ. Somebody say amen. How many of y'all remember that moment? Yeah, it's an event. It's not a lifetime. It's not struggle to see if I can live up to God's expectation. That's other religions. Hinduism, Islam, Rastafarianism, all of those other religions. They never quite know if they're okay with God. They never know if they get born again. They never know if they get truly saved. Ask a Muslim, are you going to heaven? They don't know. Say, if my good, I weigh my bad. Hindus, they don't know. They believe in the transmigration of spirits. You know what that means? They come back as a billy goat. Yeah, another life. I'm going to come back as a tree. I'm going to come back as a grasshopper. <laughs> you know, other religions believe stuff like that. Y'all know that? Anybody ever heard? We've seen movies talking about who I was in another life. That's what they're talking about. And people say Christianity is weird. Y'all, we believe in some weird stuff these days. You know, Oprah's smart, right? She's a billionaire. And I remember on that show she had people burning sage. Is that weird? It's only weird to me. If that's weird to you, let me see him. That's kind of weird. Sage, you put sage in dressing, right, mama? That's where sage go. That's what I thought. People burn sage. So it's all kind of, I'm not religious, but I'm spiritual. It's all kind of stuff. People turn up their palms and do like this and go, hmm, don't understand they're praying to a demonic deity. Let's see how many amens I can get on that. Amen. Only if you know that or not. If you don't know me, me at the church, I'll tell you. That's what yoga is. But Jesus said, I came that you might have life. You can have it. Know you got it. Have eternal life. And that you might have it more abundantly. Somebody say amen. All right, now, we want to know, do you know if you got saved in the first place? So the book of 1 John was written so that you may know that you have eternal life. 1 John 5, 13. The, book, the whole book of 1 John. If you ever get worried about, do you know if you're saved or if you're not saved or whatever, go read through the book of 1 John because it's going to tell you how to empirically know 
whether you're saved or not. Mr. Israel, can you give me a copy of the SAT again? We wrote a book surrounding the book of 1 John that's called the SAT, the Salvation Accuracy, so that you'll know if you've really got salvation. But the question on the table is, can I lose it? But you can't lose what you never had. Somebody say amen. amen. So number one, just as a review, we go right through. Number one, I know that I'm saved when I no longer make progress in darkness. Now there is a thing called backsliding in Christianity. That means you start going back. So if you start making, going back, you're not making progress in the light no more. You are progressing in darkness. And that should be red flag, red flag, red flag. You're going back to the stuff you used to do. But the way I know that I'm saved is when I'm no longer progressing darkness. Now, popular preaching wants to make you feel comfortable and make you feel like you're okay with God when you know you are backing up and regressing and going into darkness. That's what all this hyper grace movement is. But y'all, when I backslid in college and started sleeping around, y'all, I felt like I was going to hell. I felt like I wasn't saved. I felt like I wasn't a Christian. And First John said, I should have felt that way because I was making progress in darkness. I was going backwards. Somebody say amen. Number two, I know that I'm born again, the Bible says. Oh, let's, let's read the scripture. First John, point number one. First John 1, 6 says, if we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not know the truth. See, I was saved technically, but I, wasn't, I didn't have no fellowship with God. And y'all, I was, I was a serial fornicator too. You know, like you say in college, we, we, I was knocking them down. Boom, 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 boom. Yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't fellowshipping with God. I didn't want to fellowship with God. I didn't want to talk to God. I didn't want nobody representing God talking to me that knew my situation. Now, I front and smile like some of y'all do when y'all come to church. How you doing? Oh, I'm blessed and highly favored, all that stuff. But y'all, I didn't want nobody getting down in my business. I didn't want to fellowship with the people of God. So clue number one, when people start backsliding, y'all, they don't want to be around the people of God. They start missing church. Hello? Y'all know what I'm saying? Anybody, okay, say I'm going to ask you raise your hand, but just kind of nod a little bit like Anybody in here say and got, got off in some sin at one time? Did you want to be around the church people? You sure didn't want to be around no church mother or somebody they could see and know. People that have word of knowledge. You, and y'all, it's people, I know, like, I know we all start messing up. Y'all won't even look me in the eyes. Because they say, Pastor, you be seeing, you be looking through my soul. I don't, they, how you doing? What's going on? How you doing? You don't want to be around the people of God? You don't fell up in some sin? So that, that breaks fellowship. Sin, everybody say sin. sin. It can break the fellowship. And there is no assurance when you're in that. Now you can be saved and be in some sin. I'm not going to tell you you can't be saved and be in sin. I was saved and I was in sin. But y'all, I didn't feel like I was saved. I didn't. Number two. <clears throat> so, so then... <clears throat> I want to talk to the newly saved. Now, um, there's a PowerPoint or something that, 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 uh, that she sent you. Y'all got it. Can y'all put that up? Now, I want to talk about, for a few minutes, the stages. Okay? Because God, I'm going to tell you now, God understands stages. Somebody say amen. 
Uh, go to the next stage. So the first stage is the baby Christian. All right? Baby Christians. Now, if I pass by Mr. Israel and I smell duty, y'all know what duty is? <laughs> y'all, I'd be like, bro, you need to go to the bathroom. Somebody say amen. I'm going to be strong with this brother. Hey, bro, you know these brand new chairs? Do you understand what I'm saying? But if I pass by Brianna, what's your daughter's name? And Alyssa smell like duty. Now, I've got a different reaction. Come on, somebody. And so does God. Somebody say amen. So does God. Somebody say amen. amen. Yeah. So when you're a baby Christian, you just got saved, y'all. I'm going to tell you, you're going to deal with a lot of stuff. You're going to deal with a lot of stuff. And God is so loving and he's so forgiving. He's not going to condemn you. Come on, somebody. Somebody coming out of lifestyle, somebody coming out of sin, somebody coming out of, you know, I worked in a strip club, I worked in a porn sex shop. I mean, God, you, you understand what I'm saying? God is very, very patient. He's very gracious. He's very kind. Sometimes church people aren't. Sometimes church people aren't. But God is. And anybody in church that ever got saved in this in this decade or two decades ago, you got to be honest with yourself. You weren't always as good as you are right now. You got saved and you kept messing your diaper. You kept messing up. Yeah. So God is patient. Somebody say amen. So some of this we talking about, it might not apply to you as a babe just yet. Because God ain't going to break fellowship because you fell into sin. You just got saved yesterday. Somebody say amen. I mean, you were smoking five, six joints a day. You got saved yesterday, and then you, you fell and smoked another joint today. Now, unless God, and sometimes he'll take certain things, it, it instantly go. But unless he did that with you when you got saved, Y'all, I mean, you know, God, he, he, he get it. Somebody say amen. amen. It don't necessarily fit the church mode and all that all the time. You can't come up in here smoking no joint. Somebody say amen. amen. You can't smoke no joint in the parking lot. Somebody say amen. amen. But y'all, God, God know what's going on. And he gives you a space. And everybody knows the difference between Alyssa and, and minister Israel. Everybody know. Everybody know he don't, ain't no ain't no way in the world he need to be sitting up there duty in, in, in the seat right there. In his pants. And we got restrooms. Somebody say amen. amen. And then nobody expects the listener to get up and go to the restroom. So we gotta be clear on what God expects from you when you get born again. Somebody say amen. amen. Everybody say it's an inside job. He starts working on the inside. Come on, somebody. The old folks say there's something on the inside. Come on. That's working on the outside. There has been a change, but it's not coming from the outside. Somebody say amen. So this stage right here is, is, is the time. I mean, I'm telling you. You ever see babies try to walk? Boy, they fall and fall and fall and fall and fall and fall and crawl and they crawl and fall and they fall and crawl and crawl and they fall and they fall and crawl and they eat and then they spit up and then nobody, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm sure somebody's disabusive these days, but I ain't never seen no mama smack no little baby for throwing up on Have you? Shake them. Don't be doing no, there's a lot of grace and mercy. Now, Mr. Israel, on the other hand, you know, like, bro, you sit, you throwing all up on my suit and stuff. Bro, what the heck? 
Do you see what I'm saying? So the babyhood stage, go to the next one. Oh, say, go back, go back to the babyhood stage. Go back. So I love the scripture. As newborn babes, if you get saved today or if you just got saved, and I'm talking within the first two years, you just got saved, what should you be doing? As newborn babes, desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow. You need the word of God. Somebody say amen. amen. I asked Mr. Uh, Pat yesterday, I said, how many times do you eat? He said, I eat three times a day. Then I asked him, how many times Charlotte eats? Well, she eats every two hours. Somebody say amen. amen. <laughs> so when you're a babe, when you're coming in, if you're just getting saved, y'all, this is what you need to do. Get in the word. Amen. Don't be telling nobody how much word you know because you don't know much. Somebody say amen. amen. You can't retain a lot of word. Get you some bite-sized pieces, but listen to the word in the morning. Listen to it in the afternoon. Listen to it in the evening. Turn on Kingdom Radio, listen to it. Somebody say amen. Go to the podcast, listen to it. Get you a Bible you can uh, understand and get in the word. That's going to cause you to grow. If you believe that, say amen. amen. Go to the next stage. <clears throat> next stage is the childhood stage. You know a little something, but you still need spiritual parents to lead and guide you in decisions you make. Discipleship is extremely important. Now, I'm going to tell you, we lose a lot of people right here. Most people don't grow past childhood. So in the church, you, you either got babies or you got children. What do children do? Do they pout? Do they have tantrums? Do they have pity parties? You're a child. That's all you are. If you're doing that, if you're still in the body of Christ, you're not in your purpose, you're not, you're not doing what you're supposed to do, and all you're doing is piling and having tantrums and all that stuff, you need to get under some discipleship. Come on, somebody. You need to get submit to some mentorship. And the reason why we lose so many people at the childhood stage, my sister, is because of a P word called what? Pride. They won't listen. They won't listen. I can't tell you how many people we've brought in, we've helped, we've done all kind of uh, stuff for, and then they come to us, start talking about, well, I read this in the Word, or I saw this on YouTube, and what y'all teaching over here about this, that, and the third. We're like, bro, you just... We just baptized you last month. <laughs> They're trying to teach somebody something. And they stop growing, Sister Ramona, because they think they know. But you don't know. If you're sitting at a church under a pastor, somebody say amen. amen. The Bible says, I will give you pastors after my what? Who will do what? Feed you. With knowledge and understanding. If you got to be fed knowledge, that means you're ignorant in some areas. If you got to be fed understanding, that means some stuff you just don't understand. So the childhood stage, we lose a lot of people. Keep going. And then the young adult stage. Very few people get here, but these are the people that begin to lead people to Christ. They begin to disciple other people correctly. They have fruit that remains. Somebody say amen. Backsliding is not an option. They know that reading the word and meditating the word is essential. If they make a mistake, they know how to repent and get back to God. Last stage, the parent stage. You're not only leading people to Christ, but you're actively discipling new Christians and walking them through their own journey. Some of you never get there. Because the childhood stage, and we got, we got to mention it out, is, is a curious stage and a selfish stage. Isn't that true? Y'all know children. Children are selfish. Huh? Who are they looking out? They're looking out for their own cookout. And then they got the young brothers and sisters, they're looking out for themselves. Right? And, and most of the people in the room, 
We got either you're not saved, number two, you're a babe, number three, or you're a child. Most of the people in the room. So you got to grow up. Somebody say amen. Are y'all still with me? Still got some time. Number two, I know I have eternal life if I keep his commandments. If I keep, yes, if I keep his commandments. Everybody say, yeah. That's right. She said it right. First John 2, 3 to 5. We know that we have, we have come to know him if we obey his commands. I was dealing with somebody recently uh, on some conflict in the church, and I said, well, you know, the Bible says, <laughs> what does the Bible say about handling conflict? Go to the person. If the person don't receive you, then what? Take somebody else. If, if, if that don't go right, then do what? Bring before the group. So I went through that description. No, no, no. I just think, I think uh, we need to do it, you know, because I already know and I'm already good. It's different. No, no. You brought it to me. So do you want to keep the commandments? Because they know how Jesus told us to do it. Now, it might not feel good to do it that way. But that's what the Bible says. And you know what I find, Brianna? That keeps down a lot of mess in the church. When you do what, what God say do. Somebody say amen. So I begin to know that I'm saved when I start liking to do stuff the way God told me to do it. I keep his command. Somebody say amen. Now we hear a lot about grace, but go to Titus 2 and 11. The same grace that saves us, the same grace that brings salvation, that forgives our sins, listen what it does. It appears to all men, but it teaches us denying godly, ungodly lust and worldly lust. We should live soberly, righteously, godly in this present world. And I know that's a mouthful for most people. You're like, what? How can you do that? Number one, deny ungodliness. Reject wickedness. Y'all, even politically right now by Israel and all that stuff, you, if you don't know what wickedness is that's being said, be on which side to be on, y'all, go read my book, go back and listen to my podcast, go listen to the cock. You got to be able to discern wickedness. What's right and wrong. All right? And you should reject what's wicked. Now, it's hard in a certain area. Everybody look at me. What about music? My wife was talking about this last night. What about, and I'm, 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 I'm a musician. I'm, I'm, I mean, you know, I like music. But what about your musical heroes from childhood? Now, you know Tupac was wicked. Do you know he was wicked, though? It's hard for somebody to say it. It's hard. You know Biggie wasn't right was wicked. They didn't sing about sex with women that they were married to, did they? Making them do this or that. I can't hear nobody. It's wicked now. It's just wicked. Now you might like it. The older people. Teddy P. <laughs> what was you turning out the light lighting up a candle for? To be with his wife. To be with his wife. So you got to know what wickedness is. Right? And grace will teach you that. Now, if you're born again, you're going to start. And so what happens is, and that's one of the things me and my son was talking about on that whatever show. Y'all, you're going to start feeling something on the inside called Conviction. If you're born again, you're going to feel convicted. The difference between not being born again and being born again is when you sin and you're not born again, you be like, man, let's go do it some more. Yes? Man, where you get that joint from? Bro, let's go get three more. Hello? But when you get born again, there's a fight on the inside. Now, where did that fight come from? Did you have it before? 
Think about before you got to say, and you sin. Was you cussing people out? Was you going back feeling, man, I shouldn't have cussed them like that? Huh? No. You drank, you got drunk. Did you feel any guilt? Man, you might have felt the hangover, but you didn't feel no guilt. We're going to do that next Friday. Somebody say amen. amen. But now you got this fight going on. How many of y'all know what the fight is? Come on, somebody. How many of y'all ever had to struggle from the inside? That means you're born again. You ought to give God some praise for that. There's an affliction. It sounds like conviction. Some of y'all know the rap song we're talking about. Number two, denying worldly lusts. Now listen to this. Reject the desire of the forbidden. So I was asking God, how could I explain this to y'all? And I learned something last night. I was laying in bed. And I was saying, what does it that draws people into the forbidden once they get saved? And he told me this word, concupiscence. Anybody know what this word means? I'll give you $100. I got $100 right now. Anybody know what concupiscence is? Huh? 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 Nah. Don't nobody know. So can I teach you? Because I'm going to tell you, when God said the word to me, I didn't know what it meant. Last night, the preacher, I didn't know what it meant. So he told me this word that I didn't even know what it meant. I, I don't use this word. Anybody be standing on the corner talking to your brother, be like, yeah, man, that concupiscence, man. You ever hear dudes talk about that? I never hear people talk about this. So let's look it up. Colossians 3 and 5. This is going to help some people today. And it's 1133. Whoever got the climate, is, is it warm in here for anybody? Yes? A little bit? Okay. Hey, who's okay? You okay? Okay. Leave it alone. All right. Who got? This is going to help you today. It is. Look at uh, Colossians 3 5. Mortify therefore your members. What do you think, new Christians, old Christians, everybody, what do you think is the biggest problem in Christianity? Anybody know? I can't hear nobody. Sex? Y'all some nasty, freaky people. Y'all, in this day and time, people are changing their belief systems. They're changing churches. They're changing what they believe on God. They're backsliding. They're giving heed to seducing doctors and devils over one thing, which is sex. This is true. And the Bible says, once you give your life to Christ, mortify your members. Context clues. What members you think he's talking about? Okay. All right. We got kids in the room. <laughs> Listen. Mortify your members which are upon earth. And then context clues. Fornication. Uncleanness. Inordinate affection. Evil concupiscence. I said, God, what's that? So I looked it up. Now, this is the thing that hurts most people in modern day. I'm talking 2023, 2023, like right now. Like the people in the Bible didn't deal with the temptation we're dealing with. Now, the Bible says where sin abounds, grace does that much more abound. How many of y'all know what I'm talking about? But Peter, James, and John, they did not deal with the level of temptation that we're dealing with right now. They didn't. Your great-great-great-grandmother and grandfather didn't deal with the level of temptation we deal with right now. They didn't. Because it's all over. Somebody say amen. All right, listen. So concupiscence is what I looked up. And it means a longing 
especially for what is forbidden. Oh God. Concupiscence, desire, lust. Lust for what is forbidden. So I looked it up. It says it's a Greek noun like the verb which it comes from to yearn or to long to have a heart set upon a thing. It is determined in its moral quality by the source when, when, it, is, when it springs or the object towards which it's directed. As a rule, when the object is not expressed, it refers to a longing for which God has forbidden, namely lust. It is not limited to sexual desire, but includes all going forth of heart and will toward what God would not have us to have or to be. And the devil has created an invention called social media and cell phones and all this media that keeps those things in front of us. So, most people in 2023, in, in this generation, have had some type of trauma happen to them. Now, I got on and I started looking this stuff up and what the examples were. So, I, I don't advise this, but just listen to what, I mean, I found some stuff. So then, they started talking about people with fetishes or what they would call kinks or all kind of stuff. And it was stuff that I couldn't believe. I was like, oh my God, people are into this, people are into that. And y'all, people are so bound, even in this room, people are bound by stuff because of the trauma that they've had. They're ashamed to, 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 to deal with it at church. But y'all, how many of y'all know in the spiritual church, we got something called deliverance? Amen. Come on, somebody. It's it talked about people who have been traumatized and while they were being molested or traumatized or something, there was a furry bear or something or some kind of stuffed animal. And so now they associate sexual gratification with stuffed animals. Like, y'all remember that movie Ted? I didn't understand that movie. I never saw it. But what's the teddy bear? It was rated R. Like, what, what, what's, what's rated R about a teddy bear? But, but there are people who have concupiscence toward furry animals. And you see this stuff in movies and people dressed up like just weird stuff and doing weird sexual stuff. You're like, this is so, why, why do they do this? Or in music videos. You ever see weird stuff in music videos? And go like, what, who's doing this? Somebody is. And y'all, there's somebody into all kind of, I, I'm not even going to talk about some of the rest of it. But it's those things, those, those, those things that drive us. How many times have your husband or son heard a reference to a threesome? Do you know that thing can get in a man's heart? And it just, he just it drives him. A Christian man, because they've seen it so much. And they can't, it's like they can't fight. You need deliverance. Somebody say amen. amen. It's a demon. You can get delivered. Amen. And so often people think they lost their salvation. All you need is to come down here and let somebody say, come on up, you unclean spirit. And you'll be free. You ain't lost your salvation. Y'all, we are living in a world that is filled with so much man. Y'all, they, they, and I've said this before, Diamond, bless her heart, she got us on TikTok and, and all that, you know, so we can get more exposure. And so they gave me TikTok. I've never been on TikTok. So they gave me TikTok and said, just download it. It's an app. And I said, what is, I kept asking my kid, what is TikTok? You remember I said, what is it? Well, it's just, it's just, can't nobody explain it. Nobody can explain it. Well, it's like Facebook. Well, if it's like Facebook, what do they need TikTok for? Well, it's like Instagram, but you, okay, so what's the difference? They couldn't have, so I, I downloaded it so we could find our church stuff, and I was looking at, and y'all, 
<laughs> How many, some of y'all know I ran into some stuff? Oh, it's quiet in here. Do you know I had to delete TikTok? I told them, I said, don't send me no more. I believe y'all. Whatever y'all putting on TikTok, go ahead. Hopefully it's going to meet some of the freaky people that's up there for some other stuff. But I can't be on there, y'all. Because the evil concupiscence. Come on, somebody. And some kind of crazy lust get on me and I can't preach. No. And you haven't lost your salvation. And you haven't turned your back on God. You need some deliverance. And stop watching that stuff. Why you feel like you ain't saved? You got to get off a point hub. Somebody say amen. Yeah. <laughs> y'all, so what I'm saying to you is, as you grow, y'all, you get in the word. Somebody say amen. You get in the word, y'all. You get in the word. And y'all, I'm still, yeah, I'm a man. I'm, I'm on the internet all the time because we're doing stuff. Y'all, amen. Y'all, I, I have to come out for that. Come on, somebody. How many, how many y'all know, how many y'all do that sometimes? Just turn the, oh, Lord, what the heck? Turn the phone off, turn some music, Lord, forgive me. I, 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 I want to unsee what I just saw. And it's all around us all the time. And it's pulling on you all the time. How many y'all know what I'm talking about? How, about? how many y'all know somebody that know what I'm talking about? Let me see. And yet we come to church. And we get, you know, some of y'all sitting there. You know what I mean? I don't care what they call I ain't going to the altar. You need to. Somebody say amen. amen. All defensive like you, perfect like you. In this world, in 2023, are you kidding me or what? That's why we need the blood of Jesus. That's why we need salvation. Somebody say amen. He say mortify your members. Amen. You, you, got, you got to count that stuff there. All the little freaky stuff you did before you got saved, some of that stuff you did after you got saved, you, 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 got, you got to get delivered of that stuff. You, you, got, you got to cause that stuff to be dead. Somebody say amen. There is no way. There's nothing in Christianity. My man, there's nothing. My brother husband, brother boyfriend, there is nothing in Christianity that will allow you to have sex with two women at the same time. Get it out your head. Stop watching that stuff. <laughs> it's impossible. You got to come off from that. But if all, if all your rappers singing about it, Todd Dollar Sign, all them singing about it, come on, somebody. Oh, y'all don't want to hear that. <laughs> you got to stop listening to it. So people put a lot of rules on new converts. And I'm going to tell you, ah, can I still five more minutes? It's 1144. I'm still good. And the Jews was trying to get the Gentiles to get circumcised and do all that stuff and put a lot of rules on them. But Peter came out and said, yo, why are we putting rules on them? We couldn't even keep them rules. So they came up with three things in the book of Acts. And if you're born again, y'all, these three things are good for you. Number one, Acts 21 and 25 he said, as touching the Gentiles, we have written and concluded that they should observe no such thing, talking about circumcision and stuff. The only thing they need to do is keep themselves from things offered to idols, from food, and from, and from blood. Amen. Shouldn't eat stuff medium rare, rare, stuff like that. That's medically speaking even from things that are strained and from sexual immorality. So the grace teaches us to live soberly, live moderately, live righteously, live innocently, live holy, to live godly in this present world. Number three, I know that I have eternal life if I don't continue to practice sin. 
of 1 John 3, 9 says, no one who is born of God will continue to practice sin because God's seed remains in him. He cannot go on sinning because he has been born of God. This is how we know who the children of God are and the children of the devil are. Anyone who does not do what is right is not a child of God, nor is anyone who does not love his brother. Romans 6, 6 through 7. For we know that our old self was crucified with him so that the body of sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves of sin. That's that concupiscence. When you're driven by an inordinate desire or something that's forbidden and you can't get rid of it, you need deliverance. Somebody say amen. You can come down, ah, oh, we can lay hands on you. You can come down, counsel center, we can lay hands on you. But that devil got to come out. Now you say, Pastor, you believe in people having demons? You believe in burning sage? They burn the sage to get rid of the demons. Or what they call bad energy. Hmm. Number four, I know that I'm saved. When I have the vital signs of life. 1 John 5, 12. He that have the Son has life. He that does not have the Son have not life. What are some of the vital signs of life? Number one, I'm breathing. You know I'm alive because I'm breathing. If I fell out and, and you came out here wondering if I'm dead, what's the first thing you're going to check? If I'm, breath, if I'm breathing and my pulse, right? Number two, I eat. Right? Every living thing has to have a way to eat and metabolize, right? So here's another sign that you're born again, that you need the word of God. You got to have it. When I got born again at the age of six, my mama wasn't born again. Uh, I, she didn't bring me to church and all like that. I got saved watching uh, Christian television. And the first thing I did after I prayed to prayer salvation, I went and got my mama's Methodist Bible, and started reading. Because something in me knew I needed to, to eat, right? When a baby's born, generally speaking, most of the time, you don't have no hard time teaching them how to suck milk out of something. Somebody say amen. They just, it's, it's, it's in there. It's in their birth pack. Number three, waste manager, right? We talked about that, right? You're going to poo-poo. You're going you're gonna to mess up. But you're going you're gonna to feel like, dag, I messed up. Versus when you weren't saved, you didn't never, it never registered. And number four, reproduction. I'm alive because I reproduce after myself. At some point, I start getting other people born again. Is this true? Now, can I lose it? Here we go. John 5, 24. Verily, verily, I send to you. He that heareth my word and believeth on him that sent me hath everlasting life shall not come into condemnation, but it's passed from death unto life. That's one of the scriptures they give you to tell you you can't lose it if you really got it. You get salvation, you know, you believe on him and send me, you have everlasting life. Shall not come into condemnation, but have passed already from death to life. But go back to that, to that fourth stage, y'all. Third and fourth. Diamond, you, that, that PowerPoint, if y'all can. And this is where I say I don't know. Because there's another scripture. Go to that last stage. Yeah, now. Now I'm going to tell you, and I want everybody to look at me. We did a, um, a test. Alex and I came up with a test for the building blocks of the believers really geared toward new Christians to know where to start teaching them what they didn't know. And we had a lot of people that made 100. We had a lot of people that passed it. I've seen people come to the parenthood stage. That bishop that died, he got there. And he had church members. He was leading people. These people lead people to Christ. They disciple the people. But then for some reason, 
they reached the fourth stage and turned back. They reached this fourth stage and stopped pasturing. They reached this fourth stage and leave the church. Now I want, I want you to hear this. Can you lose it? There's one scripture. Now I think babies, you know y'all safe for a while. And children, you safe for a while. But when you done came through, and when you scoring 100 on that test and all that stuff, and your life ain't moving, and you moving back, you need to be very afraid. Because of this last scripture, Put the last scripture on the screen to Sonny, and I'm done. Hebrews 6, 4 through 6. This scripture may apply to some of you in here, and it may not. If it does, pay very close attention. Listen to what the Bible says. For it is impossible to restore and bring again to repentance those who have gotten to the fourth stage, who have been once enlightened, who have consciously tasted the heavenly gift, have become a sharer of the Holy Spirit, oh God, and have felt how good the word of God is and the mighty powers of the age. They've experienced signs, wonders, and miracles. That Bishop Carlton Pearson, he sure had He'd been with Catherine Coomer. He'd seen all the miracles. He laid hands on people, cast out devils, according to his own report. See, these people, they're not babes. They've come through. And listen to what it says. They, they, they consciously, whew, good God, tasted the heavenly gift and become shares of the Holy Spirit and have felt how good the word of God is and the mighty powers of the age of the world to come. If they didn't deviate, he said, so that's verse four, he said it's impossible. If they didn't deviate from the faith, turn away from their allegiance, it is impossible to bring them back to repentance. For because while as long as they nail upon the cross, the son of God afresh, as far as they are concerned, and are holding them up to contempt and shame and public disgrace. Be very careful. Those of y'all, who've been with us, those of y'all who've been in ministry, those of y'all who've led people to Christ, those of y'all who's had signs, wonders, and miracles, those of y'all who've prayed for people and saw the answer, be very careful when you start backtracking because the Bible said you can get to a point of no return. And you know who they're going to blame it on, Sister Nikki? They're going to blame it on the leader. They're going to blame it on the pastor. They're going to blame it on some, somebody at the church. And it ain't, it ain't, it ain't none of that, y'all. You're not where you used to be. Because then I asked them same people, when the last time you laid hands on somebody and they was healed, though? Because you used to do that. When the last time you had a word of knowledge that was right? See, they, they left God. And I want to challenge you. I'm not talking to the babes and the people who don't get saved. I'm talking to those of us who've been in it. And I'm telling you, one of the things me and my wife talk about all the time, we talk about it almost every day. We're like, Lord, don't ever let us get off. Don't ever let us turn away. Don't ever. Y'all, Carmen Pearson, y'all, he had one of the biggest churches in Tulsa. He, I mean, he, he was on television. He was famous. Yeah, I mean, just anything you can name. And then got off, turned from God. Do we say this all the time? All the time. And Rasheed, you know how we do that? We hold each other accountable. You think I'm going to do some mess? Bring some, oh, baby, I got some freaky stuff we can do to spice up our marriage. Uh, no, my wife going to push back. <laughs> it's quiet in the building.
you fourth stage people. I'm going to tell you. I see some people in tears right now. You need to be. You fourth stage people. Don't lose it. I don't know if this says you can lose it. I don't know what it says. It says it's impossible to bring them back to repentance. And then people get harder. They get harder. They get harder. And they get harder. They're in the stage of apostasy. And in a minute, they're going to find a belief system that agrees with them and they're going to turn from God. Because you know there's something that will justify whatever you do. There's a belief system out there. And you're open for the seducing spirits and the doctrines of devils. Don't do it. And I'm talking to those, those old heads up in here. But those of y'all who want to give your life to Christ, every head bowed, every eye closed.